Well, hey guys, we're here with another little mini podcast. We're finished up. Uh, we got some dessert beers, so we're. Yeah. So we decided screw it, make another little episode. Yeah. We're splitting the Alaskan. The oatmeal stout. Oatmeal stout, which is. Which, by the way, it's actually really, really, really good. Very chocolatey. Very chocolatey, a little bit coffee at mm-hmm. coffee at the end, and kind of in the middle, it's really molassesy. Yeah. But it's. So and, o- overall, I give it probably an eight out of ten. I like it. I really like it. Plus, I, lo- I love stouts. Stouts are my thing. Stouts and porters are my thing. This is the only stout I think I've ever drank in, actually. Really? Just because when, uh, when I lived with Shorin, we'd take turns getting uh, the Classics is the only place that had it in town. But they had the Alaskan Sampler Pack. It's a 16-pack where you always get... An IPA and Six L. of the Reds. Oh, gotcha. Six of the Reds. Six of uh, what originally got us started on them. And they're still good. They're just not really... My taste has leaned towards um, Amber's uh, red beers. I got gotcha. darker, more like a caramely beers. But uh, the, the Belgian white. Oh, from Alaskan? It's so good. Matter of fact. Yep. That is in. There you go. Mm-hmm. I got one. Let's go for the next one. You they have that. It. My favorite beer of all time, and I'd only get it in this pack too, is... Oh, by the way, you stabbed one a little one. I thought I did. Those are those are so good. That's actually... No, it was the brown sugar that's on tap right now. Correct. But uh, Alaskan American Pale Ale. Oh, an APA. It was so good. Yeah, an APA. APAs are actually pretty good. Um, matter of fact, PBR uh, put out an APA. They're doing craft beers now? No, it's not really craft. It's just, I mean, well, kind of, yeah. No, is it an APA? I think it's an APA. I forgot. I forgot. They've done a couple things where they've tried to, like, run a bunch of different series of beers. Well, now they have the uh, PBR Easy, which is a, it's literally the low calorie version of PBR. Mm. It's, it's not bad. Uh, we have it at the at PBR. Or I, I saw it. <laughs> we have it at uh, Three Pints actually. That's our beer moment. The other day when I was in, um, and it's a yellow and blue can. It's actually really neat. Uh, who's that? I was trying to. KB or Nikki. One of the two came up to me like, "Hey, you want a PBR?" I'm like, "Yeah." And they're like, "We only got the easiest." I'm like. You still got the fucking Lagunitas on tap, right? I'm like, yeah, fucking give me <laughs> yeah, some we'll of that. I'll take some of that. I don't want to try new shit today. <laughs> but yeah. Ooh. You know what, dude? If it's one thing I will tell you right now is um, going... This is what I try to tell the owners. Is uh, we came a long way coming from when I first started till now. Because the craft beer scene four years ago... Actually, fuck, dude. <sighs> Almost seven years ago, was non-existent here in El Paso. It really wasn't. That's when Hoppy Monk and everybody started opening up. That's when the whole, like, oh my god, all the hipsters started coming out. You gotta try this IPA, blah blah blah. You know, and I am saying it like that because that's that's truly the way it is. You know, um, I try to not be a dickhead about drinking IPAs. Like, no, you know what. Um, the one thing I will tell you is I started drinking them just because I didn't want to be that person that just like, you know what? No, I'm only a one-side, one-minded set person because I'm not. I give everything a shot. I, I don't knock it till I try it kind of thing. You know, that's I don't want to drink tequila. That's my only, that's my, <laughs> I don't do it. I want to like gin. I want to like gin. I actually really like gin now. Gin, gin is a, a very fun spirit cocktail to work with. Well, it's a really old school liquor, but and like, I'm a fan of Richard Marcinko. Uh, okay. For for those of you who don't know, Richard Marcinko is. Uh, he was a commander of SEAL Team Two. SEAL Team Two, <laughs> SEAL Team Two. He founded SEAL Team Six and came up with all the training for it on its own. Uh, founded Red Cell, which if you don't know about them, they were uh, overtly, they were a, a unit that would go test Navy installations for 
um, their, how good they were at protecting against threats and terrorism and all that. But then they had a, a black side that would be like, hey, we need this guy dead in Egypt. And they're like, okay, so officially they're there to test the security for a embassy in Egypt. But for reals, uh, a couple of the guys are going to roll off and go smoke this dude that had committed an act of terrorism X amount of years ago or was a threat for one reason or another. And uh, he wrote a series of books. The first one is nonfiction, tells about his story in the military as much as he can tell it. And then uh, the Navy said, you're not allowed to tell nonfiction anymore. So he writes some stories. The first couple ones are like, oh, that seems like it could be real with a lot of fun stuff intermixed. But um, after that, they get pretty wild. But he drinks Bombay Sapphire. And so, like, just because he drank it, I'm like, man, I want to drink it, but I just don't know if I'm if I'm cool enough to drink gin. So um, maybe I just need to try some different cocktails with it. Maybe I need to try actually Bombay Sapphire instead of just cheap ass gin. But we shall see. Hi, Pooch. The puppers just came in, and Eric's taking a piss. So. I'm just entertaining you all right now. Um, oh, here he comes. But I was just—I was explaining about Rich Marcinko and then saying he drank Bombay Sapphire. Oh, Sapphire! And maybe I just haven't had the correct cocktail yet. Maybe I should just drink better gin. Actually, you know what? If you want, I can make a cocktail right now. It's gin-based. It's done. called a Negroni. It's probably my favorite. It's. A different... I'll just make it for you. I don't know if I would order that as a white male in 2018. What do you mean? I don't know. Like, that sounds like a joke that my friends that are not white, which is most of my friends, would tell me to say to a black bartender. Let me order a Negroni. Hey, go out. You want to try gin, dude? Go ask that dude for a Negroni. <laughs> no. <laughs> get the fuck out of town. Sounds like some slur my mom would use. <laughs> so right now I'm making Negroni, which is pretty much easy. It's a one part of everything. And by a part, meaning one ounce of everything. So right now I have a gin. One ounce gin, which is New Amsterdam, which isn't terrible. It's not the worst. Uh, Campari, which is pretty bitter. What then, is Campari? Uh, it's a liqueur. Um, I forgot, it's an Italian liqueur. Well, I just read that, but just in my head, hearing liqueur, I used to just think, that just sounds French for pussy drink. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, that's, that's, okay, I mean, no, yeah. To everyone listening, I am not racist in any way, I don't care about you, I will judge you based off your work ethic most of the time, but if you are French, fuck you. that is the one thing... Which that's nationality, not an ethnicity. Uh, I, uh, I don't like the French. Unless you're like my uncle, grandpa, whatever, was a part of the French, um, like resistance in World War II. Be like, okay, he had some balls. That took some balls. But uh, other than that, if you're one of those like I had a French teacher in high school because I was dumb enough to take French for a year. Oh, and she was from France? Dude, I tried to be nice the whole first semester. I tried to be super nice. I, was, I mean, I was a dickheaded teenager, so I probably wasn't as nice as I should have been. But I tried to still be polite. And she was just like, beginning of the second semester, she's like, you didn't do good in the second first semester. You're not going to do well in the second. You might as well just quit now. And I'm like, look... I know I'm not doing well right now. Can I retake this test we just took and do okay? And she's like, you might as well just quit trying. And I was like, and at first it bothered me, but I just was like, whatever. But then she said uh, to my buddy Mong, who was in my same class, she let him retake the test that same day. I said, all right, bitch, fuck you. <laughs> Dude, I went hard against her. 
I fucking... She was like, hey, you need to do a French binder to carry around with you and need to put a historic picture of France in there. So I put Hitler in front of the Eiffel Tower. Oh, God, Remo. Dude, yeah. my Luckily, my linebacker coach is the guy that, like, you get sent to when you're in trouble. And so I'd uh, try this Negroni. Remember how you say you like bitter? That's Dry. delicious. Dry and bitter? That's a Negroni. That's bomb right there. And that's made with gin, by the way. Worcestershire sauce in there? Oh. What was that? That last, that last little bit? Yeah. Orange bitters. Orange bitters. Tastes a little bit like Worcestershire for a second. But no, definitely is good. I would order one of these. Yeah. I always do. So, so if I ever go to like a very like, I want to say not very, but like a higher end restaurant, a crack, a crafty bar where they make craft cocktails. I always start off with a Negroni. That is my thing to start off with. Is that your judgment scale? Like, if you can make a good Negroni, then, like, I'll... Yes, that is absolutely... That's probably the best or way to Or if, like, play. you fuck up a Negroni, it's like, dude, I'm fucking... Yeah, fuck tap me out, please. Yeah, I, I'm, I kid you not. And, uh, and especially just if I go to, like, more, like, like I said, crafty, crafty bars, if that's what they specialize in, and you fuck this up, like... Obviously, I'm not going to come here If again. you're one of those bars, I feel like you should have, you should be extremely competent in your skills. Exactly. And so if you fuck up a nice cocktail, great. Now, if you are just tinning bar at one of those places, and I order that from you, See, I'm and so you, glad you, you hand that off to somebody else, I, I listened to you when you taught me. See, I'm, 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 I'm happy. And like me, if I was working at Three Pints right now as uh, just tending bar, and they're like, hey, let me get a Negroni, I'd be like, awesome. I'm definitely going to come to you and be like, bro, <laughs> show me how to make a Negroni right now, or can you make me a Negroni, because I fucking can't. All right, I gotcha. And so I would do that, and then fucking be like, help, there you go. And if like the person asks, like, that's another thing I really realized. Really realized. One thing I realized is just like, America as a whole hates hypocrisy. So just don't... Don't try to be something you're not. Like, admit when you fuck up, and admit when you don't know something. You know what? Um, I'm, I'm finally starting to realize that. Dude, I fucked up a lot and tried to bullshit a lot of people. So do I. And you but know, it's, it's... I've learned that I can just sit there and be like, and people will appreciate you a thousand times more, especially if they're like your employer or something. I'm like... Hey, I know you told me to do this task. I don't know how you do this. Can you show me or give me... Oh, they'll give you like five times more props. And they'll be like, fucking awesome. I'm not going to get screwed over by this guy saying he says he knows how to do fucking drywall when he doesn't. And like, he needs help fucking mudding or whatever. I got you. I just have that specific example because I know how to fucking mud and drywall like a motherfucker. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. I know I bitched about it at the time, but good skills to have. Shout out, Ramos, Dad. But, no, yeah, I mean, and that's, that's what I try to tell people, you know what, uh, it's going to go a little bit off the topic, but I try telling people that all the time, I'm like, hey, you know what, if you, if we call you, if an establishment calls you, if you don't want to fucking work, answer the phone and tell them, sorry, I have plans. I guarantee you the establishment will give you Five times more props and five then times more respect. No, then not you answering your phone. Mm. When when everybody knows, like, no goddamn f Well, you're on your phone 24-7 like any millennial nowadays. True, but, like, for me, I'm different. I try to stay off my phone a lot. No, no. And if you see me on my phone, I'm either reading about gun shit or I read a lot of books on my phone. Oh, well, but other than that, when I'm with people, my phone's always down. Or I'm out at the farm, like... Doing shit with the animals, my phone's down. No, of course, yeah, I'm no. with Jan. Yeah. Like I don't sit there on my phone all day. But, no, but, but, but in general, you see get. people on their phones a lot. Exactly. I just want to say, like for me though, like I can see the the counter argument where it's like, oh shit, Romo didn't answer his phone. He must be dicking off. Like Romo's probably shooting at shit right now. And have you seen him with pants? His phone probably don't fit in his pants. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no, yeah, exactly. Right. But no, no, just prime example that the whole point is at least just be honest. That is it. Just be honest. Hey, if you can't work that day, sorry. You know what? My number one, uh, not my number one, but my most of the part or most of the time what my shit is, is when they call me and I want to say it's eight o'clock. Eight o'clock, I'm already four or five beers in, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, uh, I could go in. I've had four or five beers in, just just a heads up. If you want me to go in, I could go in. I can still work, and I'll function, I'm good, whatever, but just to let you know I'm being intoxicated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, for half the time, they're like, mm, Dude, as we'll a get somebody else. Dude, in the army, okay, because you're not allowed to be drunk on shift. And being an MP, you don't have regular work hours like the army does. You work fucking stupid hours. And you have gay days off, and usually you don't get days off. Really? It's not unheard of, and I've gone long stretches where it's just like, you're going five, six, seven days, and then a day or two off, and five, six, seven days, and you're working a 12-hour minimum shift, plus, um, or let's say an eight to 12-hour shift, plus you have to be there an hour before, hour after at uh, least, um, you have to, well, at least two hours before, an hour after, if you have a case or PT, like, it all just adds up. Like, you're, you're there for no later, no less than 12 hours to whatever. But like, on, my, on your days off, you're taught to drink. Because oh. they can't call you in if you're fucking drunk. That's what I'm saying though, exactly. And like, well, But that's... for the military, it's a law. Like, if you come in and blow like anything while we give you a gun, like, you're done. No, I'll, But if I... they try to call you in and you're like, I was fucking drinking... Like, the best advice I ever got living in the barracks was just, if you're 21, have a beer can filled with water. Keep it, keep it in your fridge, whatever. Just so when somebody answers the door, you walk up, opening the door while drinking, and they're just going to be like, never mind. It's the best advice I ever got. But we had a guy, Stevenson, he was a good dude. When I was a fuck up, especially my earlier years, I was a big fuck up in the military. Just because I hated being an MP. Um, he really helped me out and taught me a lot. I got to see him in Cuba and he saw me do better. So that was cool. But um, he's a good dude. But I saw my squad leader at the time. piece of shit. Fuck that dude. I hate him and I'd punch him in the face on sight to this day. Um, he, uh, we ran out of people. Somebody, like, something happened. We needed to call somebody in. It's like, all right, he was the only person we could call in. So I watched him come in, call on the phone and say, I have drank a bottle of tequila. I think it was Jose Cuervo. He's like, I've drank a bottle of tequila. I'm not fucking with you. Like, you're bullshitting. He's like, all right. They're like, get in uniform, show up. Which is tricky because if you show up in uniform, you might get in trouble even though it's not your fault. So he shows up. His wife drops him off. They breathalyze him. Both like a... Point one, some of them. Like he was fucking hammered. Like you're going out to McGregor, you're gonna be in the passenger seat all day. Just go sleep. But they have to have the body, and I they sent him out there, and it's like fuck. Forgot the point I was trying to make of that, but like, besides that one instance, being drunk always works. Besides when Corral lost his arm, Corral was a piece of shit we had in our unit. I still don't really care for the guy. He's a fucking piece of shit. He was the only soldier I ever got physical with that was actually my soldiers trying to discipline him. Uh, lost my cool a little bit. But he, uh, he was drunk and he admitted that to me. And he wasn't my soldier when it happened, but he was drunk. Got in a bike accident. Got his arm ripped off. Oh, shit. And, and like, he admitted it to me. He's like, dude, if I wouldn't have lost that much blood, I would have fucking... An ABV. Like, I would have fucking... I would have been drunk. But they had to put so much new blood in him and he lost enough that he fucking... Sobered up. Medically. Because they did not want to give him the money for losing his arm. Because they're like, this accident doesn't really make sense. 
and literally, it was almost sad to see. I almost felt bad for him because my entire company came in. We were pissed off. Saturday morning, we are like, what the fuck? It's like 7 o'clock Saturday morning. I was standing there in uniform. My first sergeant, he was my dope first sergeant. I had Sacinto. He was the best fucking leader I've ever had. He's like, hey, this is what happened. His helmet is all fucked up. With our BC and fucking uh, XO, battalion XO there. He's like, like, all right, so anybody want to go see him or anything? Anybody friends with him? We He didn't, he lied about all his information about his family and stuff, so they couldn't get a hold of them. Like, is anybody close with him? Nobody. Does anybody have any information about him? Like, nope. Like, does anybody want to go see him? And we're just like, can we leave? Yeah, then me and Daly had a beer pong tournament in his... Uh, honor where you had stuck your right. Oh God, Romo! God damn it! Uh, dude, he's a piece of shit. I'm not gonna just because you lose your arm doesn't make you better. He bought a Corvette with all his money. Huh? Yeah, brand new Corvette with all his money. He got from losing. You'll lo- make like fifty thousand dollars from losing an appendage, plus or minus whatever. Brought a brand new Corvette. He'd pull up to the company and it still just stop by to see everybody when she has no purpose being in El Paso. Even I'm like, oh, bro, is that fucking, is that standard or, oh, no, it's not a medic. That's right. I just fucking walk back and say, <laughs> dude, I'm not going to treat somebody different just because they lost a limb. I lost an appendage. Still fucking. That's true, though. <laughs> that actually might have been fucking karma. <laughs> Uh, that'd probably be the worst car right there. I cut my dick, you know. I can lose the other net. I don't give a fuck. No, I understand. Uh, well, uh, you know what they say: eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. It's good deal. <laughs> it's a good trade. I'll lose both my legs. I don't give a shit. What do you mean? I have legs that can walk around that don't get tired no more. Great. <laughs> now until have they, just hips. Until they make Luke Skywalker hands that move perfectly, and whatever. I don't fucking. I want both my hands. Okay. Yeah, true, true, true. I, no, I see where you're coming from. Because I, I don't give a shit how depressed you are. You still want to jerk your dick. True. Like, and the best advice I ever got, too, is... uh. So the best advice I ever got about any of that shit, though, in life, is jerk off and then think about it. And you can't do that if you fucking... You're missing a hand. You what? If you're missing an arm, especially, dude, I'm right-handed, and my left hand, fucking my thumb doesn't work. So if I lost my right hand, my couch is gonna be hashtag me too, because I'm gonna sexually assault the shit out of it <laughs> <laughs> when I need to rub one out. In big mouth or what? Dude, here's the thing. And this is the best thing I ever learned listening to Joe Rogan. And everyone, it's gonna sound like a joke, but there's a little bit of truth to it, especially guys. Jerk off and then think about it. Your girl ever piss you off and you're like, I'm going to go out. Have a drink. I've been there. Done it. But you know what? Jerk off. And then go out. Oh. Mm-hmm. That makes so much more sense. Yeah, you're, you're not. You're in a bad mood. You want to fucking fight somebody or kick somebody's ass? Go jerk off. And then you'll be like. Yeah, that dude was a dick. But maybe I was a dick, too. Maybe I was a little just hard up for a little bit. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Just some... That's why the T-Rex isn't around anymore. <laughs> and honestly, if, uh, I came up with this the other day. Because I told somebody this advice. I'm like, that's how we had time to sit there and invent, invent shit. And, like, it progress as a race. Is we could jerk off. And honestly, I think the first wheel was probably a pocket pussy. <laughs> it wasn't a wheel the size of the caveman. It was just a wheel the size for his dick. <laughs> so he could fuck it. Because if you had dinosaurs around, it's not like... I don't think they had, like, flocks of sheep or anything. So I feel like you're not also not going to try to fuck a dinosaur. So you're like, a rock. A rock sounds way safer. <laughs> That's true, though. Very true, actually. <sighs> oh no, that 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 makes so much more sense now. Good point. Yeah, yeah, nice. First you're I like, like fucking, are you serious? And then you're like, 
think about the last time as a guy you sat there and jerked off and they were like, yeah, my girl's still a bitch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, dude, it takes all the pressure off you. Jerk off and then go out drinking. You don't want to talk to any other girls. If, yeah, you, if that's, you, you if already. That's for you, like, you're just like, I already fucking took care of myself. I'm not a T-Rex. I just want to get drunk a little bit. Have my own pity party. You leave me be. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's probably, yeah, it is the best thing you could probably do is like, yeah, hey, ladies out there, just to let you know, yeah, if you don't want your boyfriend cheat on you, you piss them off, tell them to jerk off, and then it goes. No, you don't tell them that. You just tell them to listen to the podcast. If it comes from an outside source, oh, there you go. if it comes from her, it's a, it's a whole trick for psychology I learned to trick people but not true. Um, and you know what that is very true that is 100% true like that, uh, that's what that's yeah that's I have literally fa- if I have suspicion somebody's going through my phone looking for shit because I don't like my phone just swipe up you can, you're in my shit yeah I'll have fake conversations with people that are staged that say this that or the other that are not true and nobody else knows them so if somebody's like uh I somebody told me that you kissed Jessica, and I'd be like, "Oh, you went through my phone." So, and I'll take screenshots like and put it. I do have a vault. I have a hidden calculator vault, so it looks like a calculator app. I think you said too much already, but all right, doesn't matter. Can't get in it. Okay. And I I don't have this issue with Jana. I had it previously. Okay. But um, it's a calculator app. Works like a calculator, but if you type in the code, it's four digit code. Hit enter. Takes you into a photo video library. So you can screenshot your conversations with that person where it's like, hey, we're going to have a fake conversation staged. I think this person is going through my phone. Save it in there. It, you delete it from your regular uh It's still saved on that app. But it's still on that app. Mm. And then you just have your conversation. And when they try to be like, uh, I think you're full of shit about this conversation, blah, blah, blah. You can be like, evidence that this was fucking, look at the date, look at the time, look at the date of the current messages. You got played, bitch. I've done that. Fucking works. And if you want somebody off your back, though, about shit, I'd leave my phone open in the office. Just like, I think Romo's doing this thing bad with this person. Just have a conversation with that person about this, that, and the other thing. Long as fuck. Fucking talk to them on some other texting app. But your regular phone app, keep it bullshit. Then they open it up and they're like, they think they're being sneaky. So they think they're seeing information that you don't think they're going to be able to see. Yeah. So when they get that, it uh, there's a psychology thing to it where it, it bypasses the part of your brain where it goes through the questioning and reasoning section and goes straight into the facts and truth section. So how, how do you know this again? I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan. Okay. Shout out Joe and I'm Rogan. Dumb hopefully enough to us. try half his shit. Well, shout out once again. Hopefully, you hear us. And by the way, um, I was listening to uh, Joe. If you hear this, big fan, uh, long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> but I was listening to an old you and Steve Ranella podcast about you talking about doing DMT tonight and. Uh, I would like to try it. You know what? I've always been a big fan of DMT. Never tried it before. But just some of the... Your brain naturally produces it, though. And that's where they think dreams come from. And no, all these, no, no, yeah. Like I, how you get adrenaline spikes. And they talked about this in this podcast. You get uh, DMA spikes. And that's when people have like, I was abducted and shit like that. They don't know what causes it. But it unlocks something deep in your brain that mm-hmm. releases a lot of that from your pineal gland, I believe might google me i'm not a fucking scientist and uh so yeah i've always wanted to try it though because he was talking about it tonight. he's like you get it distill it into a powder and you smoke it uh ayahuasca is the drinkable version because your stomach acid will dissolve it because most a lot of things actually contain dmt correct it is impossible to fucking try to regulate because there's so many different plants like there are certain grasses that are naturally found throughout the United States that people have in the yards. They're full of DMT. And I like so, anyways. Um, but you smoke it, and it's like you go for 15 minutes to dreamland. Where it's like 
everything is itself, but it doesn't have borders and it's fucking trippy. But you're not scared. It feels familiar. It feels like you've been there. But it also feels like there's aliens. And he said the best way to describe it is mushrooms times a million plus aliens. He's like, there's other beings there that like, when you're trying to like panic, will tell you, nah, shut up, stupid, chill. You've been here. And it helps you like relax and like, but also 15 minutes, you're 100% sober because just like uh, other drugs that your body knows what to do with, it processes very quickly. And it's, it's part of your body chemistry anyways. You're not going to be like, there was DMT in this man's blood. No, no, no I, it, I get it. It's there. Your you know what, body dude, produces it. The only other drug that I've absolutely loved was a salvia. I did it once, and it was a fucking terrible experience. I loved it every single minute of it. And you know what? Um, salvia, I, dude, I think the only reason why I love Salvia was just some fact that... Just one ice cube is fucking bugging the piss out of me. Um, just because I was laughing so hard. And you know, just laughing releases fucking... You're a... Uh, before something. Yeah, it's just, you're sure. happy. We you're sound just, scientific. Yeah, it, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, no, the point is, like, you're just happy. You're just so happy. It's just releasing those chemicals where you just, nothing could put you down kind of Here's thing. Here's my issue. I went to, he was a nice dude. But I was also the white kid that would go to sketchy parts of town to get weed for all the other white kids that wouldn't. And so, um, I was friends with a lot of more ethnic people that my mom wouldn't approve of. <laughs> this dude was just super Italian, I'm pretty sure. I don't even remember his name. Anyways, we went to his house right before we went to his party just across the street. Like, around the corner, we're right there. Walking distance, six houses down. But I bought some thick salvia. I forgot what I did to get me the extra cash, but it was like, I bought some thick salvia back in the day. And this is like... 2010. Oh, I gotcha. It was a hot minute ago. Oh, that's a long time ago. I'm getting old. So they're like, he knew how to do it all and fucking packed it in foil and put it in the bong and everything. And they're just like, all right, bro, we're going to hit it after you. But don't worry about it. Don't worry about trying to save some for us. Just fucking hit it. I got a gram of something thick as shit. Like, hit it as hard as you can. And just go on an adventure. And we'll take care of you. And they were nice. And they were genuine. They weren't fucking with me. Even though I sounded like a raper right there. I was like, cool. <laughs> so I sit there. I ended up burning the whole gram in the bong and clearing it. And his futon was in his closet, right? And I'm sitting on that. And I hit it. Set the bong and light it down. And I was looking at my buddy Skogie, I guess. <laughs> right across from me. I just fell backwards. And I fell into an alien planet from... Uh, Fucking, what's that book about the Tesseracts? And uh, you read it in like high school or elementary or some oh, shit. Oh, god damn it. Um, a Wrinkle in Time. Yes, yes, yes. I went on to the world with the alien with multiple tentacles and they were trying to talk to me, but I couldn't understand them because I didn't speak tentacle. And then they got mad at me like I didn't know how to order at a restaurant in Philly. And I started panicking. And then I came back, but everything was animation like Gumby style. And I was like, this shit isn't real. But like eons went by and I traveled the universe and everything and I came back and they were like, that was a good hit, right? And I was like, the fuck you mean a good hit? Like, it felt like that episode of uh, Rick and Morty where uh, he takes Jerry, the Whirly Dirly Conspiracy is the name of the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Behave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, Rick tries to save Morty from the alien that originally was trying to kill him and whatever. And they were outside the time zone and they got fucked up for eons of time or whatever. Epoch. That Jerry used incorrectly instead of eons, I believe. <laughs> but they were just like... I was just, like, I felt like that. Like, I'm just like, I have been gone 
outside of time. So And wow. you guys are trying to fucking talk to me about it being okay right now. There's like <laughs> Dude, it's been like it's been like six minutes. Like we're going to the party now. I'm like they have chairs there, right? And they're like, Yeah, they have fucking chairs. I was like, I just wanna sit down. <laughs> <laughs> so I just sat there. Dude, the the time I smoked saw, yeah. It was some gnarly shit. I'm talking about like some like 20 time kind of thing. Like, I forgot the way they rate it. I did too. And I got one down from the top because there was like six or seven. There was a bunch of them. No, it's pretty gnarly. So I got one pretty fucking, it was pretty high. <clears throat> so we put it in a bowl and we just, I was like, you know what? I've only done salvia one other time and it was just some bougie ass shit. Lowest of the lowest. It just had me cracking and laughing. Because <laughs> I don't know. Uh, bougie. What does bougie mean? Just some uh, rank. It's not even fucking. Not good. Not good rank. Like it's. For looks? Kind of like yeah, flashy. It's, it's, not, it's not even fucking. Like Jordan's. Like, great that you have a fucking $1,500 pair of tennis shoes. They're still just shoes and they're not practical. Yeah, basically. Okay. So. I get it. And I'm like, you know what? Oh, this way, I'm like, you know what? I'm in, I'm uh, in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I was visiting my buddy Johnny and uh, Roxy, and uh, so like, hey, I got some sabe. I was like, fuck yeah, dude! Like the last time I smoked this shit, I smoked it with you guys. I had a fucking blast. So fuck it. I was like, this is gonna make me happy, laugh. I was like, cool. And she told me she was like, my my buddy Roxy, she's like. This is a little bit higher than fucking last time you took. I was like, oh, okay. So there I fucking hit, I hit the pipe. Boom. I inhaled. I held it for a little while. And I slowly released it. And next thing you know, all I remember is so it was kind of brick. It looked like bricks. The walls it. And next time I'm just standing there and I'm like, I look over and I see Mario running. <laughs> and I am laughing. I'm just like, dude, are you seeing this? Like, I just, I am so high in my mind. I see Mario just jumping, hitting a fucking brick. I see a fucking... Like a real life star jumping on the counter, and I'm like, oh, I am just tripping, dude. I'm just tripping. I see Mario catching it, and fucking, he goes ape shit, all the colors, and I'm just like, dude, I, uh, my cheeks were fucking sore for like three days straight. That's how fucking big my smile was, and I was giggling. So I want to say, the whole entire level clear. That's when I started falling off my high. So it was literally the whole entire first level, the first entire first fucking uh, Mario. Yeah, I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. I saw it in just the counter, the fridge, the wall. I literally almost did a 360 just going on around, just watching him just clear the whole level. He's doing it, he's doing it, he captures the flag, and fucking comes down. I hate and it And then I jumped off the fucking brick staircase. And you fucked it up and hit, like, the bottom of the tower. You're like, <laughs> such a bitch. And I never played alone, so, like, I played with everyone older than me because we had a original Nintendo for fucking forever. It's like my mom or whatever. Or not my mom. She never played. Like, my fucking sisters would be like, you fucking stupid piece of you shit. You fucked up everything. I wish I had a phone like this now. Dude, that's how we fucked up the last podcast. We were looking at fucking... I don't know, you'll be alright. That's my favorite way of typing, though, is that fucking draw the fucking Yeah, same circles. here, same here. I wish Apple would fucking buy that shit. You know they're not going to use it unless they fucking own it. Well, of course. The guys that made Siri, because it was just a dumb app where you could just ask for shit. A, I think they used it very well. Siri can be extremely useful. Oh, yeah, dude. And those guys made, like, two billion or some shit. Like, that could be life. Fucking Google check check me if you give a shit that much. Maybe it was eight million. 
Whatever. <laughs> they made a 99 cent app and so we never have to work again for fucking ever. And look, I'm not gonna lie, if we made 8 million off of fucking some dumb shit we did, I would not be like, I'm gonna take my 4 million, I'm gonna do this. I'd be like, alright, here's what I think we should do. I think we should buy a property here, put our houses on it, get a business going that A, helps out veterans, gets, I, I wanna hire my dream. I've been having dreams of winning the lottery. Is I get a cattle ranch going in Austin. I donate a bunch of money to Black Rifle Coffee, but then I get all homeless vets. Hey, you're gonna work for me. I'm just like, dude, I got houses for you, I got this for you, got that for you, got fucking medical, like, everything's good. You guys are gonna help me out and do whatever I want. You not do not this. whatever I want, not like a slave force, but like, we're all ranchers. Doing, doing shit and like hey I might need a couple like guys to take care of I'm not gonna have gardens and shit but you guys do fucking make the place look pretty if you're a female I want you as a maid that's not a sexist thing I just don't want another dude wandering around in my house it's, just don't like it um no absolutely yeah that's right join forces do that also I'd want to get the like few guys that were like super high trained I'm like alright we're going to start an illegal group of people to go around the world and kill people that are sex traffickers or human traffickers and pedophiles. And we're, just like... We are the G.I.J.O.s of the new era. That's my game. Yes. But I wouldn't want to split and be like, you take your four, I'll take my four. It's like, dude, let's combine our eight million, <laughs> buy this badass cattle ranch. We're employing all these veterans, getting them going. We're making money. We have a sustainable lifestyle. I, do, I wouldn't I want to... I hope you understand we still have to be doing this. I hope we wouldn't start a lifestyle that uh, wouldn't exceed what we could make off of what no, we bought. You know what I mean? That's never the, and that's a gun never the goal. I'd want to start a gun shop where we could start a bar too. We'd start a bar and a gun shop where it's like we have veterans just in there making the guns. Veterans in there, fucking bouncers and everything. Just like, bam. Start a veteran stripper club. I'm pretty sure no veteran want to see another four-year-old veteran stripping. You say that. <laughs> but it depends what he, I mean, she looks like. Oh, true. We'll get Christy back. Christy Mack, come on out. Good. Shout out Christy Mack. Hopefully you're listening to this. Christy Mack? Yeah. The porn star. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't do porn anymore. What happened? She was so good at it. No, she just... Really put her heart and soul, made it an art form instead of no, just no, no, but now, smut. No, no, so now she, she, what she does is she goes around around the United States just uh, going to strip clubs and just doing like mean greets and like, I don't know. If Dude, my favorite like porn, porn star, uh, Brandy Love. Brandy Love? I don't think I know right. Brandy. Or I don't think I know. Brie Love. Brandy Love. I want to say it's Brandy no. She's a MILF type, like super tall, kind of ripped. Oh, buddy, you had me lost. I'm probably going to have to look her up. I'm going to Google her if I knew where I put my phone. <laughs> so, anyways, she came here to the Red Parrot one time, like three years ago. And if I would have known about it, I would have given her my life savings. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> By the way... If your girlfriend's listening... I said three years ago. Oh. We're good. By the way, if your girlfriend's listening... <laughs> I'm not... She, I don't hide this. She, she would not approve. She deals with this shit all the time. It's not like I, like... This is the stage me and I go home and I'm like, Sweetheart, how are you? <laughs> good. Good business was well. We fooled them on the podcast, getting them to think we were different folks. <laughs> Uh, no, um, I even tone it down on the podcast and really think about what I'm trying to say before I say it. So I'm not just spouting off weird shit and just, I don't know, all 10 people that listen to us are just like, fuck this dude. He's nuts. (laughs) I try to think about it a little bit, but no, she's Brie Love, B-R-I or B-R-I-E, I believe is how it's spelled. She's... I have no fantasy. I don't know what it is. Okay. 
maybe that's why I date older women. I don't know. Not that they're old, but they are older than my age. <laughs> um, and she is a fucking fox. <laughs> Both my girlfriend and Brie Love. And I say it. It's not even a lie. My fantasy is that. Well, there we go. That's one of them. Yeah, no, but if I was still <laughs> married to my ex-wife at the time, I'd have been like, here's my entire life savings. Please touch my penis. And what if, what if she said no? I'd have been like, I'll also... What if she's like, I'll touch your nose? Nipple. Both nipples. Would she compromise with collarbone? Rusty trumpet. What? <laughs> so what if she compromised? So going from a nose to your nipple, what if she compromised at your collarbone? No. I'll touch your collarbone. No, no, Because no. here's the thing. My neck is my weakness. Not like if you're a random girl, you bite my neck. You're going to get fucking judo chopped in the throat. <laughs> I know, I totally agree, because I do the same thing. I'm like, like, I freak out. I no, no, fucking no like, dude, my biggest thing is, like, I almost, like, 90 degree my neck when somebody touches it that I don't know. I literally just, Here's the thing. I do this, and I, I hold on, and I'm like, I, I do I, the like, pinch, punch him. but I reach around and grab and try to pull in. Because I've learned that people always are like, create space when you're being attacked. It's like, when you create space, you only push them to arm's distance away. Which did is you, really good did distance. Did you get raped before? Only for seven years. Why do you know this? My cousin was 13 years older than me. That's different though. I couldn't beat him up. Now I can. I scared him. Anyways, that <laughs> can actually get me into legal trouble. So... <laughs> Because that's partially legit. Um, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> I learned that, like, if... Because uh, when you're learning to conceal carrying, it's like, no, hey, I get you. someone's trying to attack you. Well, push away, draw your weapon, like... No. But the problem is... Or if you're doing CQB and you're coming through the door, if you're military or whatever, and someone grabs your weapon, a lot of people teach you to push away. The problem is... Especially if they grab your weapon, that becomes a lever that you and them, especially if it's a pistol, have the same amount of leverage over. Yeah. So if they turn it away, now you just have two hands tied up and bring that person in close instead of pushing them away. Let go of whatever weapon it is you have. That's why I always carry at least two or three knives on me. Like one will be here. So it's like if you grab my rifle and bring it down. I still have a hold of my rifle in my right hand, but I can bring up my left hand that has uh, a knife pointed down, usually in my kit. On my person, I always have my Emerson in my pocket that'll pop up with my right hand if I need that. And sometimes I usually have my skinning knife too uh, on the everyday that's on my left. So it's like a person can't grab a knife as a lever. No, and also if you're in close, a firearm gets really negated unless they're the one that drew it. If you grab my pistol, I let go of it and bring you in, you still just have the top of my pistol and I have a knife. Suck a buffet of dicks. Mm-hmm. So, that's that's that. I forget why we were so talking about that. I got really mad about a thing there. <laughs> I'm just hoping now I'll watch TV. Well, okay, good. I was paranoid about that when we brought him in. Yeah, I'll, I'll reassign him again. By the way, uh, don't, what we're talking about is that I bought two new TVs, not new, but new to me, used. Uh, I consider that new. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But about a 60 inch, another 55, so. Again, Would you like, ever consider a solid 7 inch? 7D? 7. 7D. No. 7D. You're off by a factor of 10. I know. But no. <laughs> oh, damn. I was trying to trick you. I'm already there. So. And to gay sex. I forgot I've seen you get a handjob before. That was... <laughs> I don't know. Not that we saw your dick. It was just 
we were all partying and your at the time significant other just decided like she was gonna just in do front that. of everybody. And I was I was just trying to eat my taco truck food that you had to order for me. <laughs> oh great times, great drunk stories. Dude and Ingram showed back up to the bar after that, looking like we were just like victims from World War One. <laughs> just like we had shell shock and she's like you guys came like, yeah, come up here, please. <laughs> she could tell this dumb face. She's like, what happened? Like, it was a good night. All of a sudden, Scuba Steve just showed up out of nowhere. He wouldn't leave. And he was just, just creepily just Dude, looking. That was the worst part of the night because he wouldn't leave and just wanted to be with the kids all night. So I was always just like, we're trying to have fun. And I'm like, play beer pong. And I'm like, still trying to peek around the corner and be like, bitch, they're asleep. There's no reason you need to be in their room right now, fucking... Behave, sir. I know how to get rid of bodies, probably. I'll say it in a threat. Sure. Well, let's just put it this way. There's a whole lot of desert here in El Paso. I have hungry animals. And there's a whole lot of desert here in El Paso. I'll put them in a military uniform, drop them on a range. They'll be like, oh, soldier killed himself. Sounds about right. I could take out his teeth. They wouldn't even check. They'd be like... He forgot to go to dental a couple times, fucking. I feel like this shit's gone off the rails. Happy holidays, buddy. Uh, I'll see you next too. year. <laughs> we nailed it. Well, yeah. Alright, guys. That's probably it for uh, our second segment. We did an entire other episode. Yeah, we did. We did. But, uh, so just remember our next episode, uh, uh, hopefully we're going to have our special guest, which is Lex, and maybe another server, just to give a different output, just that, just to see a woman's aspect from this industry. Yeah. Because, you know, we don't get it as bad as they do, and they probably get, like... At least ten times worse than we And we're going to talk a little bit about men you need to man the fuck up. Yeah, that's true. That is very true, actually. Stop being perverts and stop being afraid to punch each other in the face. Yeah. That's true. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Have a good night. Keep it classy.